Hey everyone, it's me. It's Chris. Hey. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episode of our podcast. Genuinely, it means a lot. And Happy New Year to you and the folks you care about. Literally, I mean, the only way is up. Let's be honest. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I have to start your year with some unfortunate news. We promised you in this episode an exclusive two-on-one interview with the champion himself where we dived into the deepest part of his mind and he revealed all of his deep darkest secrets unfortunately though after we recorded the interview the audio gods were unkind and completely corrupted the file deeming it useless so rather than wait and redo the interview we decided to release this episode without it so we can get it to you guys as soon as we can and to be honest i'm sure we'll be hearing plenty from our champion in the coming months. So sit back and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. After a long, hard-fought, ferocious fantasy football season, one man has risen to the top of the pile and deserves all of our best congratulations. Everybody, everybody, please, Give it up for the This League 2020 champion, Saving Matt Ryan. Owned and managed by the one and the only. That was pretty good. We'll see the, what the final result is. But Okay, we'll see. All hell, King Stretch. How about that intro, man? Some little Stone Cold action. Da-na, da-na. Now, how about you tell the Lee why we even chose Stone Cold music in there? Stretch, uh, almost, I called you Stretch. Aaron? Yeah, so it was uh, last Halloween. Going to a party, you know, pre-COVID when everything was fine. We could go places without masks. Remember all that the crowds? Stuff. That was crazy. Yeah. Remember, like, yeah. So we went to a you know a party with a with a keg. It was a good time, and stretch was Stone Cold Steve Austin. We the, actually had him come into our front door. We had it all <laughs> tuned up for him to walk in with the theme song. It was actually pretty epic. To be clear, he did not break the glass on our front door. <laughs> he he did not. No glass paintings were broken in the filming of that. Thank you. Yes, and also it was one of the best renditions of Stone Cold I've seen in a long time. He had the arm sleeves, the leg sleeves, the. Bud Lights on deck. Stretch was looking huge. That's a good trivia question. What kind of beer did Stone Cold Steve Austin drink? Oh, Keystone. Was it Keystones? Or was it Natty's? Was it Natty's? Yeah, it's probably Keystone. Natty's more of a college thing. Or maybe he's a Bud Light guy. I don't know. I I could see it in my mind, but I don't know what they are. Stretch, let us know what kind of beer Stone Cold Austin. Stone Cold Austin? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve-O. Prefers. Um, welcome into the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. <laughs> welcome into the show, everybody. Episode 16 
of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast, Aaron, the first episode where there is one team that reigns supreme over all others. And unfortunately, it is neither of the two people you hear talking into the microphones today. The other person talking into the microphone is Aaron Hunt, owner of Let Russ Cook. How we doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm already looking forward to next year, though. I had my <laughs> on to next year. Shut up. Let's move. Few on. days of sadness and grief of losing in the semifinals, but you know what? Somebody's got to lose at the end of the day, and it was me. That's crazy to think about. You know, like there's ten guys. We're all really into it, but nine of us are sad at the end of every year. Yep, <laughs> including Anthony, which we'll get into that. In a oh man, I am your host, Chris Mitchum, owner of Team Fair Life. It is the evening of Tuesday, December 29th, 2020, and Aaron, we had a championship game this past week. We did, didn't we? It was not anticlimactic. It was a lot of really good storylines on there, but it could have yeah, been closer. It definitely could have if uh, a few key pieces were played uh, that were sitting on old poor Anthony's bench. I know, but we will get into that, and Aaron, this is the last show of 2020. What a year it's been. 2020 birthed this show. Birthed the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Crazy. It Especially also birthed the virus. <laughs> I know. I was about to say, we got this started during a, a pandemic. So what a better time, I guess, to start a podcast. I saw a tweet earlier today that basically was a timeline of this year. And it was like January, February, March, COVID, December. <laughs> and I think that's pretty uh, that's pretty accurate uh, because it just seems like the springtime especially was a blur. That is, man. But COVID didn't wreck the NFL season. Shout out to Roger Goodell. Never thought I'd say that in my life. But all the NFL people for actually making the season happen. I remember talking to you earlier. Like, NFL seems to be the only season that's really kind of been normal. Like, you know, NBA was in a bubble. NHL just ended. MLB had, like, five games. Like, NFL seemed to really be the only one that had some sense of normalcy to it. Yeah, I mean, shout out the NFL players, though. They get tested every single day. That's a lot of swabs right up their nose. I mean, I've had a few tests myself. It's not the funnest, most fun thing in the world. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad we had a season, and I'm glad we are uh, officially declaring a champion. (laughs) Staying positive, testing negative, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Your agenda for today, of course, we are not going to leave you without a full championship review that is going to be your main entree for today. And we're going to touch on the third place game, battling for the seventh overall pick in next year's rookie draft. But we'll get into that. And then we have an exclusive one-on-one, or I guess two-on-one interview <laughs> with the champion himself, Kyle Stretch, and saving Matt Ryan. Get his thoughts. What's he going to spend the money on? I don't know. Maybe it's a puppy. Ooh, sorry, Tim. And then uh, lastly, something that you guys could be looking forward to is the way too early 2021 power rankings. Me and Aaron and Tim put our heads together to basically give you a way too early power rankings for 2021. That's probably going to be wrong because, you know, that's if you look at the power rankings at the beginning of this year, it might follow that trend. And as per usual, Chris has no idea what the power rankings are I because I put them together. Yes, I came up with the aggregate score. And uh, I think there's going to be a couple surprises. So it'll be good to I'm see your first, aren't I? You're 10th. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> team Fairlife. Speaking of Team Fairlife, last thing before we actually talk about football, I swear. In case you guys didn't see, I got 
a Michael Pittman Jr. jersey for Christmas. I get to rep Fairlife himself on Sundays. And of course, the first game, I wear his jersey. We blow a 21-point lead in the second half to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hell yeah! It's good to see your family getting on the train, supporting the passion, just giving you what you need to go into next year with the cornerstone of your franchise, Mm, Michael Michael Pittman Pittman Jr. And I just got to get my family to start drinking Fairlife milk. And and you got to reach out to him. Oh, I know, dude. I know. It's going to happen. Um, and speaking of drinks, I'm not drinking milk for drink of the week. I am drinking a Three Floyds Alpha King beer. Correct. Yes. Is that also what you're what you're drinking? I am. Yeah, we are both drinking the same thing. Yes, we are. It's very hoppy, very citrusy. But like Aaron said earlier, it's beer and it's good. It's yummy. Yeah. We're gonna drink it. You know what the what my favorite beer is? The one in front of me, Chris. Oh, we need to get on with the show, man. We need to talk some football. Let's get into the reviews. Many people may have forgotten, but there was another game besides the championship game this week. And if you thought the championship game wasn't close or exciting, wait till you get a load of this ball fart here. We had Aaron and Let Russ Cook, the number four seed in the playoffs, taking on Tim and Team Burroughs Best, the number six seed in the playoffs. They were fighting for the number seven overall pick in the next year's rookie draft, which could be important. You know, there was a drop-off last year around the fourth or fifth pick of quality of guys. There might be a drop-off next year. Who knows? Start studying your rookies. But um, I think it was a big big deal. Getting that pick over somebody as knowledgeable as Tim is big for Aaron. As I say, he is victorious in this matchup. Yeah, it was good to get a win and get that seventh pick locked in. I have a lot of ideas already of some rookies that I'm looking to draft and kind of just breaking down this matchup super quick. I think you really only have to look no further than Devontae Adams. He's good at football. He's very good at football. And I even commented to Stretch during um, the Sunday night game. I was like, Stretch, this is the type of point total that I thought I was going to get this the week I played you. Um, I really thought that I would put up a high point total. Stretch couldn't compete with it, and I'd be moving on to the championship. Um, unfortunately, it's just not how it worked out because I do rely heavily on Devontae and, you know, my quarterback getting me 20 to 25 points and it just didn't work out for me. And shout out to stretch for just relying on Kamara and, and Kyler Murray. But, um, yeah, it was a good win. Tim had an off week. I think just, he hit a lot of his floors with a lot of his players, but didn't really have that pop guy, especially at running back. I think they combined for a total of less than 20 points. So. Um, disappointing week for him, but I think he was still pretty upset about the week prior. So, yeah, I mean, this could be considered a uh, you know kind of a hangover from <laughs> from his last week's heartbreak. I think his team felt it as well. Aaron, you know what, man? Shout out to your quarterback. What a great point total! Oh, you didn't start Russell Wilson. Your team was led by the one, the only, all pro, all. First team superstar, Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 26 <laughs> points. Oh, what a story. Um, Russell Wilson getting 21 points. So you made the right decision. Mm-hmm. That was tough. That was tough. David Montgomery continues to be on a tear. And like you said, Devontae Adams, end of sentence. He basically really was the difference maker. And considering um, outside of his quarterback, Tim did not have – did not have anybody score over 18 points with Miles Sanders getting 17 and the next per- closest person being um, DK Metcalf with 11.9. So definitely a disappointing week for him. Aaron secures the seventh pick. Tim will have to settle for the eighth pick. 
great season for you two. Great season. Um, finishing third and fourth respectively. You can't be ashamed by that. So we now move on to the moment you all have been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, your first ever This League Championship game was between Kyle Stretch and Saving Matt Ryan, the number one seed in the tournament going up against Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth, the number two seed in the tournament. Those bye weeks really pay off for you folks. And quite frankly, there's no need for buildup for this game. No need to sugarcoat it. We had Stretch who was the number one ranked seed in the playoffs and the number one ranked team for most of the regular season. And my God, did he prove it when he mattered, when it mattered most. He didn't even let Anthony, the number two seed in the playoffs, get out of his car to fight him before he gave a haymaker in the form of Alvin Kamari Christmas and Mike, I'm taller than you, Evans. Anthony tried to, tried to respond with desperation jabs with, my name is Jeff Wilson Jr. Adam Thielen and Travis Kelsey, but a Corey Davis goose egg threw in the towel for Anthony's corner and yelled, stop the fight. And some would say, Aaron, this game was over before Sunday even rolled around. Your final score was Anthony 122. And your new this league champion of the world, Stretch and saving Matt Ryan. 176. That was great. I just got to give you props for that first off. I mean, that was awesome. The, uh, the, the championship deserves a championship intro, man. Yeah, it does, man. Oof. It really does. You know, looking at this, I'll break down Anthony's side. Um, the loser on this affair, it just starts with Derrick Henry. Um, uh, 9.8 points. I mean, 98 yards for Derrick Henry is a letdown, right? It is, man. I mean, 20, on 23 carries. Right. You're supposed to have like 200 yards or 23 carries. I mean, and it was snowing. It was Lambeau. It was just set up, man. It was set up. It was Yeti season, and uh, the Yeti didn't come out in full force. So that sucks uh, being on the end of that, not even 10 points for a guy that you really need to carry your team. Uh, Jeff Wilson, you know, my name is Jeff. He, my name he, is Jeff. He showed out for him, 27. And then, you know, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, they did fine. Travis Kelsey showed up, as he always does. Oh, champ. Where you really got to look is the next three slots. The flexes were terrible. Uh, and the defense. I mean, <laughs> QT 9.4. The Texans, minus 9. You essentially it smells got, in here. got zero. Oh, and then Corey Davis God. was zero. It smells so bad in here. I mean, basically zero points out of three positions will not get it done at all. Especially when Alvin Kamara, 57 points. Merry Christmas to me. For 56. And then Mike Evans, 40. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Yeah. Um, For Anthony... I mean, at least he didn't have one of those games where, you know, oh, if I would have started this guy over this guy, I would have won. Yes, I'm not trying to brag, but I did call the CD Lamb start on Sunday morning. Aaron can vouch for that. I thought that was a start over Kiki QT. But, I mean, you're not going to bench Corey Davis with the seasons he's been having. So a goose egg just is really a slap in the face there, I think. Um, 
that shouldn't overshadow his whole season because I think he had a pretty good season. But I mean, week sixteen, it's championship time. Step up when you're when you need it most, and Corey Davis just really let you down there. And twenty six points from Nelson Aguilar on your bench isn't really going to help either. Which uh, again, to be fair, you're not starting Nelson Aguilar in a championship matchup. Very true. You're very, just not doing it. Very true. But uh, Anthony, great season, man. Um, second place is nothing to be ashamed about, but let's move on to the champion. Kyle Stretch, team saving Matt Ryan, showed up when it mattered, scoring 176 points. It's just his highest point total since week seven. Aaron, guess who he played in week seven? Who'd he play, Chris? Yeah, he played Anthony in week seven. <laughs> of course he did. Oh, man, Anthony, or... Er, Jeez, Stretch just loves blowing up on Anthony. Was it? Is it because it was a civil war? I mean, maybe, maybe there's some bad blood in that household, some beef. Maybe you know Anthony kissed a girl that Stretch liked. Who knows? I don't know. But for whatever reason, Stretch just likes to beat the living crap out of Anthony when they play, and the championship game was no different. As we said before, Stretch should probably be be sending Alvin Kamara a Christmas gift <laughs> because he gifted stretch the nut this year and you know maybe a card to mike evans because you know 40 points certainly does not hurt but when you look outside of those two and maybe this will impact the way too early 2021 power rankings we have coming up but when you look outside of those two nobody on his team really blew you away i mean kyler murray had a fairly disappointing for his standards 15 points melvin gordon seven points um you know the cardinals defense five points i mean the next highest scorer outside of Kamara Christmas and Mike Evans was Gio Bernard with 20 points. And you know what that means, Aaron. High five. And not high fiving you because I lost the bet. Yeah. If you recall last week, me and Aaron made a bet over under 17 points for Gio Bernard. And he got 20. I went 10 bucks. But Aaron, I'm going to let you brag about our bet right now. Just, just go ahead. Yeah, so we've had a season-long bet about old Todd Gurley. Um, <clears throat> rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Emphasis to, on stumbling. Emphasis on stumbling <laughs> to uh, not being a top, what what was it, 15. 15 running back if he played 14 games in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that dream dissipated pretty quick, I would say. The dream, the dream was alive and well, like me wanting to be a football player when I was 10, up until like week 10. He was like, I think he was like running back eight after week 10, and yeah. then he just toggled really all over the place. So he just falls into touchdowns. <laughs> he did. I mean, he, just, he just stumbles into them. Oh, man. But this is not the Top Girly Podcast. This is This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks again for listening. And we are going to get back to stretch. We predicted in this game that it could really come down to Tyler Lockett. Right, we we were saying you kind of know what to expect with everybody else. Tyler Lockett, if he has another fifty-six point explosion, that could balance the game. And we were kind of wrong. I mean, it didn't really matter because he put up another stinker of a game, putting up seven points. And for reference, you want to know how crappy Tyler Lockett has been. I know Stretch loves to defend the guy, but this was the eighth time out of the last nine games that Tyler Lockett, Stretch's wide receiver one, has put up under twelve points. That's that he, I think he's going to end the year as like the wide receiver 12 or something. But like that, you don't want, that's not wide receiver one numbers. No, it is not. Absolutely not. So, um, and admittedly, I'm sure Stretch would want me to mention this. I'm eating dirt 
this week because I said Emmanuel Sanders last week was the worst flex decision <laughs> out of both the team's flex options, and he ended up outscoring Anthony's flex options combined. So that's not a great look for me. He scored 13 points while Corey Davis, Kiki QT for Anthony scored a combined total of nine. So shout out to Emmanuel Sanders. He got the job done. So that may tell you actually that Anthony kind of underperformed this week. I mean, 122 as the total. When you had a guy consistently putting up over 140 with the potential to hit a 170 or 180, 122, you kind of pooped in your pants here. Yeah, and Corey Davis scoring zero, that just really hurts, especially how he's been performing lately in the flex spot. You have confidence going into this week that he's going to at least produce, you know, a solid floor given his potential and and what he's been scoring lately. Yeah, and I mean, just talking about Stretch's outlook and and the future, um, it just really rides on Alvin Kamara. It really does. I mean— And in that, you could kind of say it rides on Drew Brees. It does. (laughs) It does. When you look at the outputs of Alvin Kamara's scoring, when he has Drew Brees versus when he doesn't have Drew Brees, I mean, it's a difference between Kamara being a a running back one and a running back ten. Right, like he becomes a low end wide running back one if he doesn't have Drew Brees in the lineup, and if Drew Brees retires, you know who knows what that could do. And, and Stretch relied on him so often. Just some of the scoring weeks one through ten is just ridiculous. I mean, thirty four, forty four, just crazy point totals for Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, just for reference, Alvin Kamara put up fifty six points, which I think is the second highest point total put up in a championship week sixteen. In the history of fantasy football, the second highest point total ever put up by a player, but only behind your Tyreek Hill explosion in whatever week that was. Second highest ever, so he picked quite the time to do it. But even just for reference, if Kamara would have scored, I don't know, 30 less points than that, having still a solid 26-point performance, that makes this a ball game. That makes the C.D. Lamb decision very relevant. That makes the Houston Texans minus seven for Anthony very relevant. If Kamara even puts up a very good game. But, I mean, like I said, the God performance by Kamara really delivered stretch to the goods this week. And, I mean, Mike Evans, too, with 40 points, that that helps you out a lot as well. I mean, you expect probably 15 to 20 from him. And, I mean, Mike Evans, if he, you know, retracts to the mean, right, 15 to 20 points, Alvin Kamara floating around 20 points. The rest of his team didn't <laughs> play all that. I mean, you take away 50 points from what right. Stretch did, and all of a sudden, it's Anthony's a right game. there. It's a ball game. It's right there. So um, I guess we'll transition now. Anthony, man, you got you got to like near the peak of Mount Everest, man. It's like you were climbing, you were climbing, and then all of a sudden, your oxygen runs out and your phone loses signal, and Stretch just leaves you behind to freeze in the cold. And is like, you know what? F you, Anthony. I'm just going to get to the tip of the mountain, and I'm going to be victorious. And when is that we, a right? You think that's a right analogy? <laughs> I, think, I think it is right. And I just got to give him credit, too, for withstanding Tim the previous week mm. and just all of the excitement that went into that. It's like both teams kind of had hangovers, right? They did. They did. It just sucks, you know? It sucks because... In this league, right, it's all or nothing, baby. You know, you, you get right there, and congrats. You get a pat on the back and $0 for losing. Yeah, that's what make this league so brutal. 
And you'll have to excuse my laughing. This is the first time I've listened to this drop this far. <laughs> and it is horrendous. <laughs> it is so bad. Um, but yeah, Anthony, I mean, what a way to go out. It's like both teams kind of suffered a hangover, right? Tim just laid an egg against you. Anthony laid an egg against Stretch. And it's like that game last week was so freaking awesome that, you know, they party too hard the next day. And they just bummed out the next week. So, um, yeah, that's your championship game, man. Um, it could have been a little more riveting, but I mean, a 56 point Christmas Day performance by Kamara. Even the fact that I think going into Sunday, Anthony had like a 30% chance of victory. Like the fact that he even still had that chance, like I think made it a pretty good game. Like, can Anthony actually like overcome a dumb poopy butt performance by Alvin Kamara? And by dumb poopy butt, I mean really good. <laughs> but like, even like the storyline of like, can he actually overcome this thing? is is pretty cool so and i just want to shout out everybody in the league man i mean nine out of ten teams going into like what week 12 still had a shot at making the playoffs yeah right i mean crazy to think about uh just there are so many people in the league that just were fighting for playoff spots and it came down to points four and Stretch got the one seed with eight wins. I mean, I don't know if we'll see that again in our league's history. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. But, um, again, congrats to Kyle Stretch and team saving Matt Ryan, your first ever champion. Owner of the nut. The first name on the nut, man. $1,000 richer, Kyle Stretch, for winning the inaugural This League championship yeah kyle want to give you an official congratulations i've given you a lot of crap throughout the season and also when i was playing you it's very confident that i could beat you but you know what you won this thing fair and square can't take anything away from you good job i'm in he even said so himself he wins when it matters he plays when it matters and you called it right he did call it no or you, I, you I did. did call it yeah i was the only one to pick him you picked him so I mean, I wasn't going to toot my own horn, but now that you said it, Aaron, you kind of suck, but whatever. <laughs> I suck. Hey, hey, Stretch, you're not a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit. Now, on to the way too early 2021 power rankings. Per usual, Aaron has the rankings in front of him. Me, him, Tim all put our minds together. We looked at everybody's roster. We incorporated even draft picks. How good are your draft pick choices in here? And we put you guys, 1 through 10, who has the most positive outlook going into next year? Do you have anything to add to that before we just jump in? No, I'm ready to get to it. All right. Let's let's go ahead and break my heart. Let's do this. <laughs> all right. So we've got the way too early 2021 power rankings. So... Chris, how should we do? You want to go ten to one? Let's go ten to one because I honestly one have to no 10. idea. Let's do ten to one. All right. In tenth place, we have the Big Ben Revenge Tour. Oh my! And Hayden Westfall. Wow, the tenth place man. Okay, well, I mean, if if you look at his team again, obviously, you know, the leagues are coming later this year. Looking forward to that show. And, you know, we'll, of course, we're going to have the biggest, you know, pooped in their pants award. Who was the worst team who had the most disappointing season? Clayton might be the proper choice for that. But I think a good case could be made for Hayden. Spent so long in the top three and then just poops his pants, loses like six of seven, finishes last in the league. And now you're last in the way too early 2021 power rankings. And looking at your team, 
yeah, you can't really not justify your spot. I mean, a lot. A good thing I like to look at are injuries. Like, who will they be getting back next year? Don't worry. Don't worry. Hayden gets back. Damian Williams, <laughs> playoff Damian. Remember him? And uh, John Brown, who's on the COVID list. And that's really all he gets to reinforce his team. Aaron Jones going to most likely be a free agent this year. He's going to go somewhere else, most likely. James Conner, I've heard the Steelers are going to be looking at running back pretty heavily in the draft. I don't know if he's going to be around. And then you got Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson might switch teams, which might actually be a good thing. But if you just look at that roster, there's just not a lot to get excited about. Chase Claypool, yes. Darius Slayton, younger guys. Chase Claypool, I'm a little more excited about than Darius Slayton. But, um, of course, we're not going to dwell on these for too long because we have a bunch of previews coming up. But I can kind of see why, outside of Patrick Mahomes, there are a lot of question marks on Hayden's roster. Yeah, I mean, just to follow up what you said, I think the lack of consistency across all positions, right? I mean, Zach Ertz also at tight end. That was supposed to be a tight end one this year, and that just didn't pan out at all. So tight end is kind of in flux for you right now. Uh, The only really key cog in your team is Pat Mahomes at quarterback. Which is a great cog to have. It's very good. (laughs) You know, he's going to be good for years to come. You're never going to have to worry about quarterback as long as he's on your roster. But outside of that, I mean, do I dare say you're you're about in rebuild mode. I mean, already, already. Goodness. All right. The number nine team, the number nine team in our 2021 power rankings is Clayton McLean in the red rocket. He's not last. Yeah, he is not last. You go big guy. And I, and I think the reason he's not last is Christian McCaffrey. That's pretty good reason. I'd say that's a really good reason. Uh, he's also found himself a gem at quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. He also gets Dak Prescott back. Elite? Question mark. Ryan Tannehill. He's efficient, if anything. <laughs> Efficiently elite. He is efficient. He gets fantasy points. I mean, he runs the ball. He's distributing to AJ Brown and Corey Davis has had some big games. Hopefully, Johnu Smith turns it on next year. Uh, so. Maybe some trade bait there, you know. Uh, if a team is desperate at QB, you know, I know there's a couple in the league that definitely could use an upgrade. Maybe he deals those. But I think it comes down to McCaffrey, right? I think next year, you know, this is the first year that Christian McCaffrey has dealt with injuries. Outside of that, he's been a model of consistency. He hasn't really missed hardly any snaps. I think he's going to come back very strong, have a full off season just to focus on his body, make sure he's right. And there's rumors that the Panthers could draft a quarterback because Teddy Bridgewater is really just seen as a bridge quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. Yeah, you like that? For DJ Moore's sake, please. Right, right. And so with that in mind, you know, he's such a difference maker. We've seen it for multiple years in a row that he can carry teams on his back as long as you just give him some support. And because Clayton has veterans on his team, Keenan Allen, he's got T.Y. Hilton. I think he's probably going to stick around. Hopefully he carries his momentum into next year. You know, he's got some other pieces. I think Clayton can be competitive. You know, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be an outright favorite to win the championship. I don't know if he's set up for that. He might need some younger pieces, but as long as you have Christian McCaffrey, you have a chance. Clayton has one more year. One more year to be competitive. This is supposed to be the year injuries hit him. He also gets Kenny Galladay back. He's basically missed the whole year. Galladay has. So he also gets him back. You bring 
can Julio give you one more ride? Can Keaton Allen give you one more ride? David Johnson, can he limp his butt out there and give you one more ride? There's a lot of ifs on his team. If they hit, though, I, I think he's got one more year before before going into complete rebuild mode. So just with all that uncertainty, totally justifies his number nine spot, I think. Um, number eight, I think this is where it can start to get interesting. Yeah, so we actually have a tie. Ooh, okay. At the number eight spot. So the number eight is Team Don Perignon. All right. Or Don Perignon. Don Perignon. And Don McCraig. And we also have the Broad Ripple Swim Team mm. and Zach Welch. Okay. They both are tied at that eight spot. I can I could start with Zach. Um, he's got really good pieces, right? Dalvin Cook, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson really took a step forward. If he can just stop dropping the freaking ball. Gosh, that's, that has to be frustrating as a Steelers fan. Shout out Hayden. But um, he also has Amari Cooper. He gets Dak Prescott back. And Cam Akers, can he make that step? You know, he they drafted him to be that guy. And he started kind of showing it towards the end of the year. But can he make that step? The depth is where uh, Zach kind of troubles me. You got Marvin Jones on your bench and McKissick. But outside of that, I mean, your quarterback situation is totally in flux as well. Are you going to go into next year relying on Drew Locke and Matt Stafford? You might want to consider a first-round pick on a quarterback and not that Purdue wide receiver. What's his name? Rondale Moore. Yeah, that guy. Sorry. <laughs> Huge fan, as you can tell. Um, but you might want to consider a quarterback there. Um, definitely, I think, in the um, lower echelon of the league when it comes to future pop value. So I can definitely see why he's down there tied with Don at eight. Yeah, I'm just breaking down Don real quick as well. Uh, I like some future pieces for Don. I really I like, do. I like Don. Yeah, I do. I do. Jonathan I, Taylor like made me sweat towards the beginning of the year. Colt, go Colts. I, I but tried he really turned him. him. I tried to get him from Don. He just we would not did. bite. He just would not bite. He trusted the process, and it paid off, right? I mean, he was a beast the second half of the season. So uh, that's going to be good. The big question mark for Don is his first-round pick, Zeke Elliott. I mean – his world just it fell off the rails for Zeke this year. He did still finish, I think, as a top fifteen running back. Oh, I think yeah, he finished right as of right now, week sixteen, he's RB eleven. Right, right. So he had a good year, kinda. But if you just break that down game by game, consistency and efficiency ratings, all those all those metrics, just a little further into the data, he's just he wasn't efficient the second half of the season. He just wasn't the same when Dak Prescott went down and the offensive line had their struggles. Like, he just wasn't the Zeke we know and love. So, if Zeke comes back and, you know, he pops off next year and he's just the same old Zeke, I think we could talk about Don maybe making a leap back into the top tier. But if not, I don't really know where, where he goes from there at running back. I mean, quarterback, he's got to figure it out, right? Aaron Rodgers, I think. At least for another two at years. At least for another couple of years, Aaron Rodgers is, is back. Um and then receivers, I think he's got some pieces, right? Terry McLaurin, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, does he go somewhere? He probably does. I don't think the Steelers re-sign him. Uh, and then when you take a look at, like, his tight end position, right? Evan Ingram, Tyler Higby, he's probably got to figure that out. But I, I really think if things go right, he, he could have a decent season. Return of Odell Beckham as well. That's, That's true. I forgot about that. That's something and to watch. LaVisca Chenault, if uh, Tr- Trevor Lawrence, you know? We will see. All right, so let's move on to, what is it, six now? Yes, the sixth place team. 
in our 2021 power rankings is Team Uninspired Youth. Oh, Anthony, and second Anthony. place getting disrespected. Goodness gracious. Yes, so when we look at Anthony's team, right, it, again, just comes down to key positions, right? Derrick Henry, you got to have him continue to be the league leading rusher, right? Big he, black nigga. He, he is approaching 2,000 yards for Can the season. Can we use that drop for Derrick Henry, too? Oh, yeah. Because he certainly is. Big black nigga. <laughs> he's a really big one. He's like the, <laughs> he's like the definition of it. Uh, I don't want to tackle that guy. Right. Um, no, full disclosure, I'm black, by the way. Right. But, uh, yeah, he's approaching 2,000 yards on the season rushing, right? Can he in the offseason develop some type of passing game work, right? I think that's going to be huge, especially in our league, which is PPR-focused. Can he get those extra points week in and week out? And Travis Kelsey, he's been a tight end one for five straight seasons. Can he do it for a sixth? He's entering into his age 32 season. When will the wheels fall off for Travis Kelsey? They have to fall off eventually. Father Time is undefeated. Is it this year for him, or does he have another year left? If Travis Kelsey has another year left, Lamar Jackson gets better in the passing game, and Derrick Henry is the same, I think you've got a playoff team that's locked and loaded, ready to go. But I think he's sixth place because of those question marks. I think so. Justin Jefferson, arguably a top 12 fantasy wide receiver now. I mean, dynasty-wise, crazy. Yeah. Yes, that is true. He will get um, Adam Humphreys and D.D. Westbrook back. I was today years old when I realized just how many weapons Trevor Lawrence is probably going to have when he goes to the Jags. You got Didi, DJ Chark, Chenault, Keelan Cole's not terrible. You know, James Robinson coming out of the backfield. Like, that's not a bad situation. You got some toys down there. You got some toys. Um, okay. Damn. Anthony, number six, getting disrespected out here. Dang. Kind of came in second, and now you got sixth. If you, th- if you thought that was fire. more futile <laughs> fire. If you thought that was disrespect, just wait for this next one. Oh, my. So in fifth place no. for the 2021 Power Rankings. No. no, don't do it to him. We have Kyle Stretch. Oh, my God. <laughs> and saving Matt Ryan. Oh, wow. Stretch at number five, the champ. Oh, my. I mean, okay. All right. Uh, let the shot go away. <laughs> okay. Um. I mean, if we look at his team. You could see why. Who does he get back? He gets Cortland Sutton back. That's going to be huge. You get Julian Edelman back, but yeah, who really cares at this point? Um, and he gets, I mean, Joe Mixon back. He basically missed the whole year. Granted, Gio Bonnie Bernard didn't do terrible in his absence, but he certainly know Joe Mixon. So you get those guys back, um, but I can kind of see maybe why he's not, you know, in that top, top tier because you got Tyler Lockett. So many question marks around him now. We discussed, yeah, he finished the year as a wide receiver one, but you you didn't put up wide receiver one numbers that you expect. You got to spread that 56-point game out. Um, You know, you're relying on people like Emmanuel Sanders and your flex right now. That's certainly not something inspiring. Um, You get Jerry Judy. He seemed to be taking some steps kind of towards the end of the year that you would like to see. But outside of that, you got your regular guys you're going to be relying on. You got your Mike Evans. You got your Alvin Kamara. I don't think they're going anywhere. Stretch should be playing, praying to sweet baby Jesus that Drew Brees does not retire because we just discussed earlier. Alvin Kamara goes from a stone cold, no pun intended, top three <laughs> running back to a low end running back one, elite running back two without Drew Brees. That's been proven this year. Um, Kyler Murray can probably continue to take steps. He did kind of slow down towards the end of the year. We can hope that he gets back to those levels. And Melvin Gordon, 
yeah, yeah, he's he's fine. You know, yeah, he's fine. You don't really have that piece that's like, oh, this is the future. You know, like Anthony's got you know Justin Jefferson. We're gonna hit some teams later. That's like, dang, that was a good you know youth pick. In my opinion, you know, unless you want to still count Cortland Sutton as youth, I mean, you have Jerry Judy who didn't have a fantastic rookie year, but I mean, you had Drew Locke. Outside of that, there's not a lot of guys that excite you a lot youth-wise. Um, you're going to be relying on those same two or three pieces that, granted, got you to a championship, but if anything happens to them, good luck. Yeah, the last thing I'll add is with his fifth pick in the rookie-slash-free-agent draft, I think he's got to hit, right? He's got to get somebody that's a pop guy, that's consistent, that he can put in a flex spot. If he does that, maybe we're talking about him doing a repeat run. If not... I can see it going south the opposite way. I agree. I agree. We move on to number four. Number four in the 2021 power rankings is the guy across from me, Mm, mm, Team mm. Fairlife and Chris Mitchum. Yeah. yeah. Now, you guys may be wondering, well, hey, you know, Chris finished in the bottom half of the league this year. Ninth place. Cheers. You know, ninth place. Why do we have him so high? Well, I'll tell you why. Because this is dynasty, right? We don't get a redraft. There's no redos in what people we have on the rosters. And when you look at Chris's team, he has so much talented youth, right? Calvin Ridley, I think we're just scratching the surface of what he could be. Uh, He was arguably a a low-end wide receiver one this year i don't think he was top end because just because he had some down weeks currently the wide receiver five yeah but yeah you, yeah you know what i mean you know what i mean tyler lockett syndrome he's he's in a tier below like Devonte, for example um but he's right there right i mean he is right there he has all the talent in the world you got robert woods who is consistent and we were laughing about this how he was the <laughs> what wide receiver 11 Finish or 12 this year is the wide receiver 12 yeah the wide receiver 12 <laughs> so exactly where you want him to be wide receiver one yeah low end wide receiver one there and then dj moore is too talented to not pop off especially if there's a new quarterback in town teddy bridgewater checks down a lot he doesn't spread the ball around or go deep he doesn't have a lot of air yards He's that's just not his style. If they get a quarterback in there that does that, watch out for DJ Moore. That's all I'm saying. And then when you also look at the running backs, we often forget Chris didn't have Saquon this year. Oh man, I forget that too. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't have Saquon this year, and what a difference maker he is! A top three running back when he's healthy, a PPR machine on a bad team. He is the offense, so that'll immediately upgrade his team. Ch will get it going, I'm sure. Josh Allen at quarterback, what a trade that was. I mean, four touchdowns against the Patriots last night. Uh, And then tight end two, you know, Cole Komet, he's a rookie. Uh, In conjunction just with draft picks and a sneaky, sneaky bench play that he has is A.J. Dillon. Uh, I pointed this out to Chris, the contract situation with Aaron Jones and the cap room that the Green Bay Packers don't have to re-sign Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams is a free agent. Watch out for A.J. Dillon. Super sneaky. He, I mean, he dominated against the Titans, especially with the workload when they gave it to him. He just seems like a all-weather back. Watch out for Chris is all I'm saying. He has a lot of potential, and that's why he's up here. Appreciate that, man. I just think the biggest thing you got to look at is Saquon. You know, uh, you know, he was the number two overall pick in the draft, or number three overall pick in the draft. Um, and I didn't have him, 
you know, he ran against a stout Steelers defense, and then he looked amazing for six plays against, I think it was the Bears. The Bears looked amazing, and then he went down. So safe to say I'm watching all the Saquon Barkley hype videos. I follow him on Instagram, and I'm just trying to stay positive. <laughs> I know he can come back and lead Team Fairlife to glory. So um, surprising number four, Team Fairlife up there. Number three, here we go. Top three teams going into the 2021 offseason. And the number three team in the way too early 2021 power rankings is Stephen Hyatt and Mount Passmore. All right. Here we go. Which quarterback will Stephen drop in the offseason? <laughs> that should be a new segment. Right. <laughs> right. I know. Will he hold on to them all like Taysom Hill? We'll see. But, I mean, he, he held on to them, you know. Um, he's he did. currently on his roster because uh, waivers are locked. But. Yeah, great pickup in Justin Herbert. If, you know, Deshaun Watson doesn't work out, you got Justin Herbert. So that's really good to look at. I, I could go on for at Steven's team for a long time. His wide receivers are dumb. He gets Michael Thomas coming back. You got to think, even if Drew Brees does retire, Michael Thomas has to be better <laughs> than what he was this year. And you get George Kittle back, who is a undisputed uh, tight end one, probably the second best tight end in the land behind Mr. Kelsey. You get him back which is like a constant just advantage in every single matchup. And then your wide receivers, Michael Thomas, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, good Lord, Nick Chubb. I, I think St- Steven's team hinges, if he's going to be elite, on James Robinson, man. Because you look at Nick Chubb's, James Robinson, great running backs. Who are the other running backs on his roster? Latavius Murray, Leonard Fournette, Jordan Wilkins. Talk about relying on Nick Chubb and James Robinson um, hugely, if that's a word. So I think a lot comes down to how James Robinson is treated in the offseason. Do they you know, keep all their running backs and he's the man? Do they draft a running back? I don't know. We'll see about that. But um, I love Steven's team. Outside of that, James Robinson is somebody to watch in the offseason. Yeah, I don't have much to add there, really. Uh, James Robinson is the key. I would agree there. Uh, it it will be really interesting to see uh, if they do give James Robinson the lead role again. Can he reproduce what he did this year? Will the whole scheme change with Trevor Lawrence? You know, if they can open it up and pass, will they go a more pass heavy approach? Could that help James Robinson be a PPR machine, or would that hinder him? Um, we shall see. And also, too, Stephen is the ninth pick in our rookie draft, so. Probably a lot of the upper echelon, top-tier rookie running backs will be gone. So he doesn't really have a place to fill that unless he gets lucky. You've got to be rooting for an Antonio Gibson kind of pick. Right. You know? Right. So, okay, it's kind of scary, Aaron, to be honest with you, that the top two teams and the way-too-early 2021 power rankings have the top two draft picks (laughs) in the upcoming rookie draft. That probably has something to do with it, but... Uh, number two team is Burroughs Best and Tim Raider. All right. Burroughs Best and Tim Raider gets the number two power ranking. That indeed. So let me just break down a little bit why I think Tim is in the number two slot. And I think it really comes down to running backs. Uh, you take a look at his team. You're like, holy running backs. Uh, Antonio Gibson. DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, you know, Josh Jacobs. I mean, that is such depth. DeAndre Swift excites me sexually. Yeah, he's really (laughs) talented, and they're going to ride him next year a ton. 
in that Detroit Lions offense. Man, it's, it's just exciting when you have that many running backs to choose from and the depth, too, because, I mean, if Antonio Gibson goes down, fine. Plug in DeAndre Swift. Oh, if DeAndre Swift goes down, fine. Plug in Miles Sanders. So I think he's set up very well, and they're all really young, and I don't think they've necessarily hit their prime, really. I think that's a big thing, yeah. Yeah, any of them I don't think have hit their prime, even Josh Jacobs, who's going to enter his third year in the league. Um, so it starts there. And then you also got to look at his receivers. I mean, DK Metcalf in the industry is consensus like a top three dynasty wide receiver. He's really young. DeAndre Hopkins isn't going anywhere. He had signed a big contract. Those two guys, I mean, give Kyler Murray another offseason, a full offseason of chemistry with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, we forget that they had no offseason together. That's like every rookie, too. I like to remember, too. Like all these rookie wide receivers that popped off, like, Imagine them with like a whole offseason. Yeah, it's really scary to think about. Uh, and then outside of that, too, I mean, Darren Waller, yeah, he's getting up in age, but he's a lead at tight end. So Tim can roll him out every week. He's going to be fine. He's got a young quarterback in Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow takes a step forward next year. He only gets better. Tim's got to address the flex positions, but he's got the number two overall pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you can easily find somebody to fill in a flex position with that pick so high he's also got the Steelers defense which is consensus number one I just don't see a weakness in Tim's team I really don't yeah I mean if you have to nitpick I guess you could say the weakness I guess in Tim's team is the receivers I mean DeAndre Hopkins and DK Metcalf will cover a lot of bumps and scars in your team obviously but you have Brendan Ayuk who had a great rookie season but with Debo Samuel coming back can you expect that same amount of production and then when you get past those big three his receivers are Sterling Shepard Russell Gage Jalen Rager. Rager didn't have a great rookie season. He went through a lot of QB volatility, granted. But, I mean, again, I'm nitpicking. If there has to be a thing that you have to nitpick at his team, he can maybe use a bit more wide receiver depth. But outside of that, I mean, you can't really you can't really fault his team at all. Yeah, I mean, if he goes and picks a top-tier wide receiver who gets instant playing time, there you go. Yep. He's got it. All right. Okay, Aaron, I'm not going to let you get on your soapbox here um, because I am covering your team, but I, I guess I'll allow you to announce the number one team in the way-too-early 2021 Power Rankings. The number one team is myself. Let Russ cook. I come away with the number one slot in the way-too-early 2021 Power Rankings. Yes, and I remember while I was doing my rankings, it was between you and Tim. It was, and I was going through the starting lineups, and I was like, man— Tim's running backs are really good. His wide receivers are pretty good. But Aaron's wide receivers are just freaking elite and stupid with Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. And David Montgomery really took a step forward. I think he's in, he's in line for a big season next year. They seem to figure out how to get him going. And he get a whole season of Austin Eckler. And so those are kind of like your your pillars, right? Russell Wilson, he's a wide receiver. He's a, he's a QB1. Right, he's not. He's kind of like the opposite of Tyler Lockett, though. You know, like Tyler Lockett will put up fifty-three points and then you know five, six, five, twelve, five, and be considered a wide receiver one. Russell Wilson will put up eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, thirty-five, nineteen, twenty. He'll finish as a wide, as a QB one, but like it's not really the boom games that you want. So um, those are the pillars of your team. You can't be upset with that. So I was like, what really differentiates Aaron from Tim? And I I think it's the youth, man. J.K. Dobbins. Mark Ingram is probably going to get cut in the offseason. And you got to think J.K. Dobbins is more talented than Gus Edwards in that Baltimore backfield. But I think my favorite part of your team 
the wide receivers, man. T. Higgins gets Joe Burrow back. I think he is a strong wide receiver, too, at the least next year. And DJ Chark, you got to think he's going to factor as the wide receiver one for Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguars team. That's very, very exciting to think about. DJ Chark showed flashes this year of just his sheer talent. That boy can do a lot of stuff. You still got Robbie Anderson providing you a lot of stability in that spot, especially if the Carolina Panthers get a new quarterback. Kareem Hunt, similar to Robbie Anderson, he's not going to blow you away. But if you need a break the glass, there's a lot worse you can do than Kareem Hunt and Robbie Anderson. And, of course, you got your franchise quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky on your roster. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course. No, uh, but in, in all seriousness, I think those wide receivers and just the youth and the projection that they have going into next season, you are not going to have a shortage of options, I think, really in any position. I mean, even looking at the tight end, Dallas Goddard, you got to think Zach Ertz either significantly decreases his playtime or gets traded or cut next year. Dallas Goddard's the man in Philly, and Logo Thomas really turned it on at the end of the year. Yeah, I think tight end will be big for me to hit on. I bet on Dallas Goddard big in our initial draft, thinking he could be the guy. He's 25 years old. He's got to take a step forward for me. Um, I think putting me at number one makes sense because I just I have a good balance of guys that are performing right now and youth that have a lot of high potential. And then also those two picks in the first round. I have the first that's first huge. overall pick. You yeah. got to think that that's a plug-and-play guy immediately. That's an automatic, you know, at least high in RB2, low in RB1. You right, gotta think. right. And then – the pick seven, I mean, that's just kind of a luxury pick at that point for me of where could I even get even better. So I think it's it's fair that I'm I'm viewed at, at that spot, but at the end of the day, you got to perform. That is right. And a sneaky, sneaky guy, Paris Campbell, coming off the IR. He had a hot first two games, man, hot. So, you know, maybe he can play a good second fiddle to Michael Pittman Jr. in Indy. So. Colt, go Colts. That, <laughs> well, that's a good call. I actually forget a lot that he's on my team. Yes, I know, I know. All right, well, there are your way too early 2021 20, power rankings. Aaron, one more time for the boys in the back. Let's run them through 10 through 1. You got it. So, number 10, we have the Big Ben Revenge Tour and Hayden Westfall. Number 9, Clayton McLean and the Red Rocket. Tied for 8th. Team Don Perignon with Don McCraig being the owner. And the Broad Ripple Swim Team, owned by Zach Welch. In sixth, we got Team Inspired Youth. Team, sorry, Uninspired Youth. He's not inspiring. Uh, <laughs> Anthony LaPinta. Number five, Saving Matt Ryan and Kyle oh, Stretch. Oh, gotta be heated. Number four, Team Fairlife and Chris. Oh, shit, sorry. My, sorry, my finger slipped. <laughs> Number three, Mount Passmore and Stephen Hyatt. Number two, Burroughs Best, Tim Raider. And rounding it out at number one, let Russ cook your boy, Aaron Hunt. Let us know how you feel about him. I know there's probably going to be some controversial stuff in there. But for real, these will be on our social medias later on, and we want to hear from you. All right, well, that will do it for episode 16 of this League Fantasy Football Podcast, the final episode of the inaugural regular season, ladies and gentlemen. And what a great first season it was. Thank you to everyone in the league that made this such a spectacular year. Your involvement cannot be stressed enough how important that is 
to bring joy to not only our listeners that aren't in the league, because we have some, <laughs> I, I know we do, I don't know what you guys are doing, but I'm seeing like the same IP addresses listening every week that I know aren't anybody's in our leagues. So you got to think, will the standings ever be this close again? I know you mentioned it earlier, you know, Stretch being the number one seed at eight and six, it's like, goodness gracious, will they ever be this close again? It'd be tough to match it. I mean, some of the excitement that we saw and just how close people are. I think in a dynasty league, you start to see some separation in year two, maybe not a ton, but you start to see some people pull away. I think we'll really see it in year three, uh, but it's going to be exciting either way. I I really appreciate everybody just how involved they are. I think that's what makes a league great and what makes it fun, right? And when people are interacting, when people are having fun and just seeing some of the comments in our group chat too of, you know, like Anthony and, and Zach and, and people just saying how they appreciate the league and having fun. That's what it's really all about. I agree. I agree. And ladies and gentlemen, the dynasty offseason begins now. This is why you joined a dynasty league. All right. We're not done. Don't sleep. This is where dynasties are made. It's called dynasty league. Study your rookies. Look for ways you can better your squad This is where dynasties are created. And just because the regular season is over does not mean that this league podcast content stops. We have stuff planned. Maybe expect, you know, one to two episodes a month. You know, we got the leaguies episode coming up. I'm going to dress up in my tuxedo and we're going to host and it's going to be awesome. Um, We're going to give out those awards. We have team by team breakdowns coming through. We want, we plan to have, you know, the owners of the league come onto the podcast. We'll go player by player, position by position on each team throughout the offseason and get a feel for how they're feeling. And we got all kinds of good stuff. You guys are not going to want to miss this. And we will keep you updated on all of our social medias. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at this league underscore pod and email us with comments, suggestions, compliments at this league 2020 at gmail.com. And as always, Aaron, where can they listen to us? You can find us on all of your major streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, and maybe YouTube eventually. We'll see. Oh, get some video up in here. All the podcast platforms that you care about. I think that's all I have, Aaron. I don't have anything it's else the, either, the man. the final season. Or the, no, whoa. The final episode of the regular season. I am emotional. I just can't wait to do this for the next <laughs> 10 years, man. 15 years, forever. Hopefully it can continue on. Only great. Only way is up, man. Thank you guys again for listening. I'm your host, Chris Mitchum, owner of the number four ranked way too early 2021 power rankings team, Fair Life. Signing off. And I'm Aaron Hunt. I'm just a guy. You all go on get.